0: You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery, episode 13. Let's get to the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery, and you are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery. So excited to have you here. Thank you again for joining us. It's another beautiful Sunday as I shoot this show, and I am specifically excited about this one because one of my friends and I were having lunch the other day, and she asked a very serious question about if you do something wrong, do you still deserve abundance? Do you still deserve the opportunity to have a good life, to accept abundance, and to get the things that you most desire in this world? And it was it was very touching when she asked this question because it's something I've noticed a lot on Instagram, it's something I've noticed a lot in my meetings, that those of us who have found the sobriety and, and the path to recovery, we have a lot of skeletons in our closet. And and I think everyone has skeletons in their closet, but specifically, let's talk about those of us that are in sobriety and recovery. You know we are addicts and we did very addictive things we had our behaviors were very addictive in many cases we lie cheat stole we you know we double crossed we caused pain to other people for no other reason other than just to do it um i've you know I've got things I've posted about on instagram I've got so many more. one of the things that I posted the other day was that we all have a chapter in our book that we're unwilling to read out loud something like that. And I'm to the point where I'll talk about anything, but I'm also not just going to start dropping all of my craziness on top of someone who who just met me, <laughs> right? Like even at meetings, like they're okay, you know, like I'm going to release the crazy slowly. Um, We all have things that we don't want to talk about that we've done, and those things generally are stuff that we did that would be seen by, you know, normal people, quote unquote, normal people, uh, as, as bad behavior. And when we have this bad behavior, does this cause us to then no longer be qualified for abundance and happiness and prosperity? And I don't think it does. I don't think a bad behavior, I don't think breaking the rules and getting caught when you knowingly were you know, like she she had done. She had knowingly broke a rule. Monetarily wise, breaking of this rule, well, uh, this particular instance was but $3, but it was the moral authority. It was the moral code that had been bent that will ultimately decide how this plays out for her. And I have done similar things in my, in my life um, at jobs and, and within friends. And so I, I really took a step back and thought, of all the bad things I've done, and I get karma and all, but am I still authorized? Am I still entitled? And I don't like the word entitled because of the way it's used against millennials, but am I still entitled to a, an abundantly good life? It says in the Constitution of America that all uh, humans are created equal, the inali- inalienable right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, we've seen how that's BS. And how that, as long as that pertains, you know, when it was written back in the day, it was written for Caucasian, male, straight Americans who owned land, right? Like if you had to fit into a certain little window, then you had the inalienable right of life, liberty, and, pers- and the pursuit of happiness. You know, but if you were a woman or you're black or Hispanic or Native American, well, we're not talking about you people. It was the basic gist of the Constitution and the way that it was – um let's say like enacted the way that it the way that it controlled the United States of America for so long I and mean, even now we're getting into this as you really start to see this racial divide and this sexual divide and you know all of this division it's coming from this you know and I'm using air quotes here entitlement that white caucasian straight males have had for so long so whenever i bring in the word entitled and i'm even looking here on a screen trying to come up with synonyms that are better Right, like I love the inalienable right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right, And just because we're addicts doesn't mean that that somehow gets taken away from us. Right? No, I mean, there is some really, really bad stuff that you could do, and you can find someone who will argue that that person still has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, still has the right to abundance and a good life. Right. The moment I say something like that, there's going to be people who want to jump in about, well, what about Hitler or Genghis Khan or some of these genocide, homicidal maniacs that have existed even today on this planet? You know, what about the person who started, you know, what about the Syrian conflict, the Yemenese conflict? I mean, what about ISIS? OK, let's just back up from that whole crazy train for a second and let's just focus on where we're at with addiction as far as that goes. Right. You know, I mean, I think even someone who has gotten behind the wheel of a car, intoxicated or not, and caused the death of other people doesn't necessarily immediately get condemned to a horrible life of scarcity, locked in a cage with no human beings and no sunlight, uh, no food. I mean, like that's that's insane. Right. Like there, there's there there's there's a line that we can't cross as humans or then we become the worst part of humans. And we know who those people are. When I say who's the worst human that you've ever heard of on the planet, I would be willing to bet most people would go straight at Hitler, right? So let's, let's again, let's just pull it back and let's just think about this world that we're living in now. Like, like, let's think about what you're going through, what I'm going through. Let's think about what my friend is going through. Yes, there was a rule broken, but does that mean that abundance should be taken away from her? Does that mean that there should be no way for her to make amends, not not necessarily to the the person, place, or thing that she broke the rule toward, but just in general, should all abundance, should all prosperity, should all sense of uh, an alienable right to have happiness be taken away? And no way. If you think that about yourself, I... I beg of you, I am near command you to stop with that thinking right now and switch the perspective. Like we've all done some stuff that we, when we look back upon it, we would we would wish that we could take back. The stuff I once told my mother that she had nothing to do with the with the man I became; it was all me, and I had to eat those words a few years later. But when I said that to her, I have no doubt that it ripped her heart out, and I didn't talk to her for another two years, and so I know that hurt her. I would love to go back, take back those words. I would love to have her alive, even if for one day, to walk down the beach and to enjoy some good barbecue and, and watch a sunset with and laugh. Like We've all done some stuff. I have done some stuff that, to me, is almost unforgivable based on my old mindset. But now I realize that as we get older and as we, as we mature and as we start to really pull our head out of our asses, for our lack of a better term, we realize the error of our ways. If you're finding me and you're already in sobriety and moving into recovery or deep into your recovery, or if you're finding me where you're still thinking about whether I should do this or not, you know, is sobriety the thing for me? What will my life be like without alcohol or drugs? Anyone who's got some time in this will tell you that it is way better. It is way better waking up without a hangover. It is way better knowing what you did last night. It is way better with the having some more cash in your account, not having to apologize for your actions, not having to just do some pretty dumb shit to in order to continue to get hired and intoxicated, right? Like, f- day one, it may not feel like you've made the best best of decisions, but I can assure you, as time moves on, in your, it, you will feel that you've made the best decision. Now, You've got to go out there with gusto and, you know, let's say attack the day, but, you know, the day is not something to be beaten down, but you've got to go out there with some, with some intensity and some manifestation and some intention towards your day. If you come home from work and you sit on your couch eating donuts, watching the Simpsons and wondering why your life's not better and you're sober, well then, yeah, no wonder you're doing the same thing you were doing before. Just like if you broke that rule, you hurt that person, whatever it might be that was a negative action that has you questioning whether you deserve abundance or not, the best way to know that you do is just go out and start being abundant. Go out and apologize to that person that you've hurt. Go out and volunteer somewhere, help people, like show yourself and the world that there is substance to you, that there's something that you can offer. I had a really great interview last yesterday you know interview slash conversation with um, mindful underscore architecture on Instagram, Uh, a guy named Cliff, 19 years of, of, you know, abuse and and addiction Um, as a firefighter and EMT, he quit that job and and moved on and, you know, got some work in an oil field and now he's doing some other stuff, but he's really focused on being, you know, uh, like a, a life coach, a mindset mentor for people, much in the same vein that I do. I can't have all of this knowledge in my head. I can't have this amazing abundance going on in my life and not offer it up to other people who can resonate with. If you question whether you deserve abundance or not, stop living in a scarcity mindset and start being of abundance. If you've got one second longer of sobriety and recovery under your belt, then there's something in your head that can help someone else. And if you relapsed five times, there's knowledge in there that can help someone else. I think where we start to get ourselves into this, into a bad place, is whenever we start to think that abundance isn't available to us, so we have a scarcity mindset. And when you take on a scarcity mindset, your actions are that of of someone with scarcity. And... When you do that, you don't want to share your knowledge. You don't want to share your food. You don't want to help someone else out because then that's taking from yourself. And you might think that you're not going to have any anything else left later. Well, if I give you one of my cookies, that's one less cookie I have without thinking, well, there's always more cookies. There's always more money to, to get more cookies. There's always another day at work. If this job doesn't work out, then there's another one that would love to have me. I talk about this a lot with my clients and friends. If you're in a job that you can't stand, either change your perspective on the job and have more humility and gratitude about the the job. You might hate the job, but it still provides you a home. It provides you food. It provides you with opportunities to take some time away and go spend it with your family. And if it's not doing those things, and no matter how much effort you put into shifting the abundance mindset towards humility and gratitude, then look for another job. There's other jobs out there. Just like if you're in a bad relationship, there's other relationships out there. If you're not liking the way that you're treating yourself, then change the way that you're treating yourself. If you if you don't like your appearance in the, in the mirror, eat better and go to the gym once in a while. The steps towards abundance might appear small, and they might actually be small, but they're actually huge in, in, in the, the sense, the metaphorical sense of moving forward. The one small step for man, the one giant leap for mankind principle is that just by moving toward abundance and moving toward that better life, each day that step becomes so many that, you know, 30, 60, 90, two years, five years down the road, you turn around and you can't even begin to imagine where you used to be but you have to accept the idea and the truth to we all have a, a deserving side of this abundance even back when we were cavemen and we were living in a cave you know we still had you know we we still had something that said yes i am worthy of eating this animal i am worthy of the warmth in this cave a lot of people say, well, then you've got to earn that worth. You've got to earn that entitlement. You've got to earn that inalienable right. There is an entitlement that the human species has over this planet, just in general. Cut down every tree, plant all the crops bleach it out of you know, suck all the nutrients out of it and then move on to the next patch. Poke a bunch of holes in it and take out a bunch of, you know, uh dinosaurs so that we can use them for fuel. You know, like there isn't there isn't an entitlement that the human species has when it comes to where 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 our chain of command is. Like that's just a, what a majority of people think. Even the ones who are all, I'm going to hug a tree and not eat an animal. There's still an entitlement they take. I mean, they still are driving a car. You know, they're still using a spoon. I mean, that, that's metal that was taken out of the planet. Like, There's no way as a human being that you can exist nowadays without taking something from this planet. So then you want to give something back so that you feel like you're doing your share. And I really believe that that's where the abundance mindset comes in. You're doing what you can to give back if you've made an indiscretion then do what you can to make amends for it if you've taken taken from others and kept more for yourself then find the abundance inside yourself to start giving more to others if you're constantly giving 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 of yourself be more selfish and say no once in a while right and you're giving to everybody else you're like oh well look at me I'm abundance towards everyone else but then there's scarcity for yourself and if you're not taking care of yourself then there is what what kind of version of you is left for everyone else well I give to all these people ask me and all I do is say yes and now I have nothing left for myself and I'm exhausted well then that's going to show in in the work and the effort that you're giving to all these people much better to be well rested, and to be nourished correctly, and to be energized, so that when you do go out to help other people and to give of yourself, it's of a hundred percent. Back to her original question of if we do something wrong, are are we still entitled to abundance? An entitlement, again, used incorrectly when it comes to like Medicaid and Medicare, when politicians talk about it, oh, these people, you know, they feel entitled to welfare, entitled to Medicare, or Medicaid. I mean. We as citizens are paying into this system. I don't feel like Medicare and Medicaid is an entitlement. I feel like any more than social security is. It's like this is what you do to have a healthy citizenry is that you help those that are less fortunate, so that they can rise up, and if they can't rise up, that's okay because they, at some point, surely they've done something for the tribe the elderly in the native american tribes weren't expected to go hunt and gather and they weren't really expected to do much if that if they were incapable of doing it but they weren't just left while the rest of the tribe went forward because those people had done something for the tribe then and this was their time to just enjoy the fruits of their labor so if you feel like you don't deserve abundance then become that person who's giving back to the tribe now so later when maybe the chips are down and you don't have that energy to give the abundance, then abundance can come back to you because you've already paid into that that karmic bank. Like I am not the best at keeping close proximity to my friends. I've let some friendships dissipate that I would rather have not have. I know that I'm going to need to reach out and take those first initial steps because if I want that friendship to be anything like it used to be, then it's up to me to make that first step. I can't say, well, they could use the phone too. Well, yes, they could. But I'm the one thinking about them right now. So to sit there and say, well, I'm thinking about them. Why are they thinking about me? Maybe they are. Maybe they're no better at communicating than I am. We as humans are always great at doing the right thing at the right time. It'd be great if we were, but we're not. When, when Cliff was talking yesterday about the, the, the perfection of, of a human being, he's like, We're all perfect. My initial response is like, No, we're not. We make mistakes. We hurt others. We don't do things at the right time. We, I mean, there's a bazillion ways I could say that we're imperfect. His viewpoint of it is that we exist to be imperfect. To not to make these mistakes, to learn from these mistakes, to have pain and to stand up and rise against it and then be able to have our heart filled with love. like All of these things that we would see as imperfections, he instead says, this is what we were created to experience all of those. So therefore, in those imperfections, we are actually perfect humans because we are doing exactly what we were created to do, which was to learn and to grow from that and to become better from it and i really love that that perspective i love that mentality because if you go into it thinking even if i don't succeed as much as i'd like to in this endeavor in this move in this opportunity i will learn from it and therefore it's not a failure i've said before that you're only a failure you only fail when you quit but some things you got to quit you got to quit drinking you got to quit the crappy job you got to quit some things but now with this with this idea that Cliff's had planted in my head, if failing if you if you fail when you quit, take that away. You only fail when you don't learn from what it is you did. Sometimes a business has to be let go. A relationship has to be broken up from. You have to stop eating this and start eating this. You have to quit smoking cigarettes and start being healthier. You, there, When somebody's like, oh, yeah, quit drinking, quit smoking, and that seems like, a, oh, of course, we know those things are bad for you. There is a point in time in our society where no one seemed to care how much people smoked. Everyone was doing it. Now we know that it's not great for you, but we know it's deadly. At the same time, there was a time when people thought it was okay to be doing it. So th- some things do need to be quit. And when you quit, learn. Know why you're quitting. Ha- set an intention when you start something. Don't, don't, don't you know, want to reach a conclusion, but if expe- expecting it to look exactly like you think it's going to whenever it's completed is setting yourself up for failure because you just don't know how things are going to change. Blueprints are not, as you're building a building, surely not everything looks exactly like you thought it was going to whenever you first initially designed it. Your life won't always look exactly like you wanted it to when you were designing it. But if you have an idea, you set an intention to complete the design, even if you only got 30 or 50 or 70 or 90% of the way there, it's still 30, 50, 70 or 90% better than it was whenever you first laid out that design. Learn what you can and then move forward. And that's why I think we deserve abundance as human beings who make mistakes. If you're learning from it, then the abundance comes back. Even if you haven't necessarily learned from it, because surely we can all think of a millionaire or billionaire off the top of our heads who we think has just done some dastardly crap, and somehow they still keep getting good stuff thrown at them. At some point, they're going to learn. From our perspective, we might just see them getting great stuff thrown at them, but we don't necessarily know the heartache and the drama and 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 the life they're leading on the other side of that door. If you don't learn from the mistake that you've made, then the then you will then trust me, the universe will keep giving you that opportunity to learn from it. And it doesn't mean it's going to take abundance away from you. It might give you abundance just to take it away again. I, you know, when as my friend and I were talking, I said, this actually could be a blessing in disguise. This thing could play out and and free you from this responsibility you've had, opening up the pathway for new opportunities. Or everything could end up okay, but now you still walk out of it realizing you want to be more in control of your life. You don't want making one little rule that ultimately was a $3 you know, moral indiscrepancy costing you all of this future that you had lined up. And so through this, one way or another, whether she gets to you know, keep her job or not keep her job, she's going to have learned something from it. She'll be able to take an energy from it. And I really truly believe power forward. I have made mistakes similar to this in in my working career. And it's caused me to reevaluate myself and think, oh, okay, I want to be more in control of my life. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to make sure that I can at least control my business as much as I possibly can, knowing that what I truly do is be of service to other people. Because eventually I'll find my tribe and I'll resonate. And if I make a mistake and a picture of me doing some stupid crap from back in the day shows up, you know, more than likely I've already admitted to it. But if I haven't, then I'll apologize. I will discuss it and we will move forward through it. Abundance is there for all of us. But I truly believe you have to give out the abundance to get it back. And if you've done something wrong, yes, you're still worthy of abundance. You're still worthy of good things. You may not think so because you need to go out and right the the wrongs. You need to apologize to, you need to apologize to, you need to do whatever it is, whatever your convincer strategy is, whatever you need to do to convince yourself you're worthy, go off and start making those steps because I can assure you, you are. And time's going to pass either way. So if you're not putting forth effort into securing this worthiness back for yourself, then you're just suffering and that's all in your doing. If someone's not willing to forgive you, if a business isn't willing for to forgive you, okay, then those people might, you might have to say, okay, well, I'm really sorry for what I've done. And, you know, I wish you the best in life. I'll go over here and live mine and you can live yours over here and, and none the wiser. for you know, Forever our, our paths don't cross, right? You do what you do and you can make up for it and you can move through it. And if the people are not willing to forgive, then you've got to start being around new people. I mean, do what you can do to make that amends. But just know that if they're going to constantly be bringing up what you've done in the past and how you weren't a good person then or how you didn't follow through your promises or they couldn't you know, trust you, you can only show them signs that you're moving toward that person that they can trust and love and care about again. And if they're unwilling to ever see that version of you, then you're going to have to walk away. You're worthy of abundance. Everyone is worthy of abundance, no matter what. You it can be uh, an amends can be made for. We've all heard the stories of like you know somebody you know hit and runs a a, a family member and they get put away for years and at some point the family's like I, I I have to forgive them. Forgiveness is a is a gift you give yourself, not the person you're forgiving, and that. We are going to save for the next show. I'm even going to write that down. Forgiveness is for yourself, not for that you forgive. That's a really great topic for the next show. Come back around for that one and do realize you're worthy of abundance. We all are. Make the amends you need to and then move through it. Learn from the lessons and then it's not a failure. Then it wasn't bad. All of the stuff that got us to where we are right now, this second in sobriety and recovery, we had to get to to be this version of ourselves and to become even better. You may not be thrilled with the version of yourself you're seeing in the mirror, but Life gave you what it did so that you could learn something from it. I believe that we're all reincarnated souls, so this soul had to learn this lesson. Right? Maybe that whole belief system I have is just so that I, I can't be like, oh, woe is me. Why did this happen? I should have made a better decision at 18 when I first started you know, eating acid and snorting cocaine. Well, this is the way I, t- I like to see the, the world. This is the way I like to treat my universe that this is a lesson my soul needed to learn. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to move forward. I'm still worthy of abundance because I give abundance out to the universe. And that is the conclusion to this podcast. Give abundance to the universe and it will come back to you tenfold. I love all of you. Thank you so much for joining me again. I am now in 13 countries. So if you are out there in South Africa or Brazil or Canada or Uruguay, uh, Bulgaria, Singapore, Australia, um, Denmark, Finland. I appreciate you if I've forgotten any of them. I'm trying my best to remember them all off the top of my head. Of course, the United States. Bless you, Oklahoma, Indiana, Florida, and California, Colorado, and Washington, where I seem to be getting a lot of love. I thank you so much. Always following me on Instagram, at From Sobriety to Recovery. I'm really active there. I'm also active on my Facebook page, at From Sobriety to Recovery. If you guys want to check out Mindful Architecture, who I interviewed on Instagram the other day, still have not figured out how to save those things. So unfortunately, I think that that has been lost to the ether, but I'll figure that out and that'll be available on my Instagram uh, TV channel coming up real soon. Uh, As always guys at from sobriety to recovery. Thank you so much. The power of positive energy, release it and your life will flow. All right. Take care of one another. Much love. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.